0: hey y'all we got new champions in payback world we also have a lot of extreme stuff happening in that same tag team match where we got new champions we had john cena hosting and acting a little bit of a clown and of course we have the return of a superstar that went missing and just wanted to get away from his toxic family this is the payback after show on women's wrestling talk 10
1: 9 8 7 Six five four three two one zero
0: Women's Wrestling Talk,
2: the number one women's wrestling show on the planet.
0: Hey, y'all, welcome, welcome, welcome to the wwe payback 2013 after show on women's wrestling talk the number one women's wrestling show on the planet it is such a honor to be before you guys on labor day weekend which is a special weekend for me because of course it's my birthday weekend and it felt like you know what better way to enter into this new phase of life than to watch something that I love which is wrestling wrestling on my birthday weekend is always an amazing thing of course last year they had NXT's worlds collide with them in NXT UK and that was fantastic but this year we got payback with the main roster so it was really cool to watch this pay-per-view during Labor Day weekend on a weekend where there's a lot of change in wrestling but at the end of the day we are here and we are going to talk about all of the good things of what happened and even the bad things of what happened in payback but of course i'm your girl stephanie hardy host and creator of the hardy wrestling podcast host and writer for this amazing platform color commentator featured on the belladonna division battle club pro black girl magic 2022 and spartan wrestling and of course a certified ver Goat, and I am not alone. I am here with one of the kings of women's wrestling talk. He is the people's EST of WWT. He is a host and writer for us on this amazing platform and a writer for Daily DDT. He is Cedric Welton. Hey, Cedric, how are you doing?
1: I'm great, and I I thank you for that intro. You know what? I just thought about and we can just on there. It's funny, we were just talking about the titling of this. This after show this post show you know it just dawned at me that it, it should have been titled thank you trish <laughs> it really should have been titled that <laughs> and it hit me like right when you hit the button to go live and i was like darn that should, that should have been the title because trish really sold out today she really did her thing and all all the critiques we've been getting of her the past few months we can throw those out the window now you can throw those out the window
0: Yeah. It was such an amazing start. Like, of course they did, you know, some platforms actually did release the order of the card and, It wound up being pretty correct with The women with it starting with a Women's match but I'm gonna paint a picture for you For how my Saturday went of course I am a big Fan of wow superheroes and of Course here on women's wrestling talk we have an after Show for it and it comes on on Saturdays At 6 p.m. where I live which Is in Birmingham Alabama of course 205 Lit all day and I'm Watching it you know and so we had This amazing episode which I will Talk about Monday and then To sort of move out of such an amazing episode of wow and then go into payback and see this show start with such a stellar match like trish and becky in that steel cage was just absolutely fantastic and of course in the comments we have march brothers um 2000 thank you for watching hey queen and cedric i hope y'all had a good evening that tag team title match was match of the night for sure oh yes and of course we have our editor-in-chief um dreon santana saying he's a tribal I yeah, um yeah, there's a lot to it,
1: We could fight about it. Man. Oh my
0: gosh. Let's not fight about it. Let's not fight about it tonight. This is not a fighting night. This isn't yes, yeah, Saturday nights may be all right for fighting, but considering it is late, we're not gonna do that right now. Um <laughs> but yeah, this entire pay-per-view was fantastic, um, top to bottom. So Cedric, as a whole, how did you feel about this show?
1: You know what? I thought it was a strong card, I and mean, you know, with everything going on today. I'm not necessarily saying they had to deliver, but we talked about the build at Nauseam not being that strong. But I thought all the matches were good. I thought the placement of the match on the card were really good as well. And I thought they really built up everybody's character. And I mean that as far as like when you look at what they did for Shinsuke and just the little like nuances are coming out second. The comic book graphics that they just started rolling out on Friday, Uh, even with Grayson Waller getting a rub. Uh, from Jay as well as Cody with the Grayson Wall effect. A lot of things were done very well, and I think it's going to pay off going forward into our next big PLE.
0: Yeah, it was a really great um, Story, like story-wise Everything was really great and there is Still so much to look forward To, you know, with that and even the matches Themselves pretty much delivered You know, most of the time, so I can't I I don't have that Many complaints, but we will get Into it, you know, once we get to the part So, of course, if you are watching us Live on Facebook, on Twitch, and On YouTube, thank you, first of all For watching, and secondly, if there are any Of your favorite parts that you want to address as we get to them please pop off in the comments and let us know how you feel about everything because we're about to pop off right now so of course this card started with the epic match um, between Becky Lynch and Trish Stratus in a steel cage match. This, of course, was the very first time that Trish Stratus, the Hall of Famer, had participated in a steel cage match, which of course isn't necessarily like her fault because of course women's wrestling in WWE had not progressed to the point of equality where we are now. Um so she had never really been in a steel cage match but then you have Becky who did just you know who is riding the wave of momentum from um beating Zoe Stark in the falls count anywhere match but then Trish also participated in that match as well and you could argue she had no business in it but at the same time she was still there but even with all of that these women did a heck of a job opening up payback now a lot of people were questioning whether or not these women were going to be able to you know deliver because of their last um encounter on monday night raw but they definitely proved us wrong tonight and of course this took place in pittsburgh pennsylvania um and a lot of people were there. The Pittsburgh Steelers were there. And of course Corey Graves, who is from there, you know, was there feeling all the love and um happiness from being there as well. So big shout out to Pittsburgh. I've never been there, but hopefully one day I'll make it there. So yeah. This was a fantastic um, opening, like I said Becky Lynch came out here with some black and silver merch I mean, not merch, but black and silver gear That just looked absolutely fantastic She looked very sleek and stylish here But then something else that I noticed Was the fact that Trish Stratus came out In an even more elaborate outfit With her, you know, signature coat And everything in black and silver as well And I'm just like, okay, so you women Decided to match tonight I like it, I really, really like it Um, And it felt like you know there was a cohesiveness and a little bit more of a rhythm with these two that was sort of missing from their first from the last encounter that they had with each other like and then on top of that, they put the camera in the audience and guess who was watching miss tiffany stratton the current nxt women's champion who did have some words for becky lynch in saying you know how the misunderstanding that she had on nxt when she thought that becky lynch was an nxt women's champion and of course since that happened they've been placing tiffany stratton in these situations where she has to talk about where she has to be there where becky lynch is so it's just pretty hilarious how that happened and jd in the comments saying the opener was a banger for sure. Jeffrey saying this match should have been at SummerSlam oh my gosh that felt like forever ago but yeah that was an argument that could be made JD is also saying and I'm sure it's been said a few dozen times but how good does Trish look she still looks like a fox look She was beautiful. She looks absolutely fantastic. You know, she got herself, you know, into shape and just snatched herself together. Like that is a beautiful woman regardless. Like, oh my gosh, she's just amazing looking. I love it. And Jeffrey saying they're still teasing Becky versus Tiffany and it comes to fruition soon. We'll get to that a little bit later, but yeah, Tiffany was watching and that was really cool for me. And I was like, ooh, is she going to interfere? What's going to happen here? But it didn't happen. And the match went on, and it was really hard hitting from beginning to end. Both of these women just ripping each other to shreds, throwing each other into the walls of the steel cage, stomping on each other. Like it was just really sick stuff. And then there was a point where Trish kept climbing, you know, out of the ring, just kept trying to escape and all of the above. But Becky just kept locking that door, saying, No, nah, you ain't finna get away from me like that. Like we are going to fight tooth and nail. <laughs> and that's exactly what these women did they pulled a number of amazing moves like when Becky like hit a superplex from the top rope from the cage and another moment where Trish actually hit a widow's peak which of course paid tribute to Victoria and Lita in their very first um in the very first women's steel cage match that took place in WWE like this match low-key felt like a love letter to both eras of wrestling that these women came from and were inspired by, and I absolutely enjoyed it. And yes, Jeffrey, even Becky hit a twist of fate like that was fantastic as well. Like, and even in this picture where you see Trish stratus sort of hanging upside down and she was trying to escape, this scared me a bit. I was like, "Oh my god, is she gonna make it out? Is she gonna make it out of this situation alive?" <laughs> oh my god, it was just really crazy. But in the end, Becky Lynch wound up winning, even after a certain Miss Zoe Stark came in and tried to interfere on Trish's behalf. She still wound up getting beat up and manhandled, slammed like um, Trish Stratus wound up doing from the top rope. And Becky won this match. And of course, in the package that they had before, they were talking about how this was going to be the last time they would face each other. So if this was the last time we see them fight each other, then doggone it, they really ended this feud on a high note okay they did the doggone thing this made my heart swell like i said after coming out of watching wild superheroes and seeing this match open like i this just solidified my love for women's wrestling as a whole It was just fantastic. And JD in the comments saying, love letter is a good call. Thank you. Jeffrey saying, Becky and Trish said, if this is the end of the feud, let's show them what we can do, then let's kill it. And yes, the crowds even chanted, this is awesome a couple of times. And they really, definitely deserved it. So before I get into what happened afterward, though, because there was a lot more, Cedric, how did you feel about this match?
1: Great match. Honestly, um, putting it at the start of the card, just shut a lot of people up because they not only stole, they pretty much stole the show. Uh, All the spots they did. Trish is 47 years old. We got to put this into context. She doesn't need to do this. And all the stuff she did, all the spots and the bumps she took in that ring, hanging from the top of the cage, like my knees hurt looking at that. Just for her being (laughs) able to do that. Like, it's just amazing. And you want to talk about tying up loose ends. Maybe they should have stopped four weeks ago. Maybe they didn't get enough time. Becky put on twice this week. Uh, The main event of Raw this past Monday, opening up the show this week. So it kind of echoes her husband's sentiments when he was on After the Bell. It's like, hey, when you give them the ball, they always show they can do well. And this was another example of that. And Trish being from a completely different generation, showing she can still hang with this generation doesn't need to be overlooked at all. But it's good that both superstars can now look to um, go other places and other rivalries now.
0: Absolutely. I definitely agree with that. And it's so funny you said that she was 47 years old. It's so weird. I never think... About ages like that, like I just never really be thinking about that because sometimes these people still be acting like, of course, you know, they're not in their twenties or thirties or something like that. But yeah, when you think about the fact that she is forty-seven years old and she has, you know, lived a full life with a family, a husband, and some children, like she has two kids, you know, she doesn't have to do this. She could just pop up at appearances at conventions, um, and do stuff like that and just make small appearances and not, you know, really get in a ring like that. But for her to really do that, you know, at this age and still do it, you know, pretty well, like, it's just, you just love to see stuff like that. Because there have been different conversations that a lot of people have had in wrestling where they think, oh, well, if a woman is this old and they shouldn't be doing this. But my thing is, if there are men doing it, you know, and they're a little bit older than that, then doggone it, why can't we let the women do that? And Trish is definitely a living testament to the fact that age doesn't mean a damn thing. (laughs) You can do whatever you want to do, you know, if you feel like, you know, you're ready to do it. And I definitely agree with that. So I guess we do have to say thank you, Trish, for bringing this out of Becky and just, giving us this fantastic match and it was just so good to see them you know get the cheering and everything that they deserved from it like it was just fantastic but of course like I said it didn't end there because as Zoe Stark was trying to help Trish Stratus Trish was upset that she didn't get the win or the upper hand on Becky with the help of Zoe so she started yelling at her and telling her to just get out and all of this other stuff being mean to Zoe just being ungrateful, right? So, Zoe decided to smack her in her face and give her the Z360, and she took off the Thank You Trish t-shirt and threw it on top of her and walked out. So, now we've reached the end of this partnership. Like, this partnership was paying dividends for Trish, but it's looking like in the biggest moment when Trish wanted that to happen, it looks like... You know, she got upset about it and was like, look, you're no good to me anymore. Goodbye. And Zoe wasn't having it. So, Cedric, do you think that this is going to lead to another feud between Trish and Zoe? You know, like, are you here for that? Or do you feel that maybe they're just going to go their separate ways and just do other things?
1: No, I think that was the I think uh, in hindsight, that's the moment of Trish kicking Zoe out the coop and saying you're free. Why? You don't need me anymore. And mm-hmm. like to echo Mark Henry's sentiments earlier this week, we might see the reign of Zoe Stark in the next two years. I think Zoe, this was meant to elevate Zoe to being a a well-known character of the women's roster going forward on Monday Night Raw. So I don't think they need to interact with each other. I think that just tied it up right away. Trish can come back anytime, but now Zoe Stark gets to be big time now. So maybe she goes and rivals Becky some more. Maybe one or the other can challenge Rhea. I think fresh storylines for all parties involved is what we'll see next.
0: Yeah, like, because it's like, from what I've heard, it looks like Trish really is interested in still staying around a bit, you know, and I don't necessarily blame her for that. You know, if she's staying around for that, then I don't mind her sort of going throughout the... um The raw roster and just you know feuding with people like I am definitely here for it because like I said she's a legend she can basically just do you know whatever it is that she feels she wants to do or feels moved to do until of course you know she gets tired and she does decide that this is going to be it for her but let's go in the chat the chat is going absolutely crazy and we thank you guys JD is saying I do hope this accumulates to Trish giving Stark the rub her kids are going to see this and think mommy is a superhero, right? Oh, my God. That's so loving. I love that, Jeffrey. That's so sweet. Um, Joseph saying Trish is a baby that that Becky won the steel cage match. Yeah, she's acting like a baby. Vaughn in the comments saying Trish is the Shawn Michaels of the women's division. And then Jeffrey is saying Lita needs her payback, pun intended. Yeah, she has been missing, weirdly enough. Like, where's Lita? They paid tribute to her. Like, where is she at? Got to figure that out at some point. But yeah, this match was fantastic. Definitely one of the top women's matches of the year, I should say. So, yes, definitely. So we got to go into, of course, seeing an appearance from our host, which was Mr. John Cena himself. Mr. You Can't See Me, he was up in here. Like, what? And what's so funny is, it's like they announced later, well, earlier today, that he would serve as the special guest referee for the LA Night Um, Miz match and that really surprised me too because a part of me was just like you know I really do just kind of want to see LA Knight and the Miz just fight each other without anybody else you know sort of inserting themselves in that but either way I mean you can't really go wrong with John Cena because he's just you know he's just that guy at this point like who's gonna like not want to see him so yeah, he comes out and does his intro with his new merchandise, which, uh, which someone pointed out, looks like the color scheme of Bluey. Um, if you like that cartoon for your children, yeah, Bluey. Um, it was really cute. He came out here and you know posed in front of the camera, and basically said that he was going that he was happy to be the host of Payback because he's never been the host of anything before. But he gets interrupted by the Miz who can just take the air out of a balloon, Lord. Um, He came out here and basically started talking about how he doesn't understand why John Cena, you know, should be the special guest referee because he's already the host. And John Cena was sort of playing to him a little bit and just saying, look, um, I just, I know you have more experience as a host. Why don't you tell me what to do? And the Miz proceeded to insult him. And say, look, maybe the next time you get a call to be Mermaid Barbie, you shouldn't do it. And I was just like, I know you ain't talking considering half the movies you've ever been in have never made a billion dollars. I'm going to need for you to chill, okay? Because John Cena was the perfect Ken. He made A Good Mermaid Ken, and I don't care what anybody says. I am a Barbie fan. I was always a Barbie girl. That movie was fantastic, and I would see that movie millions of times over if I could. But (laughs) making fun of him for being in a billion-dollar movie directed by a woman, I'm going to need for you to chill. Ms. know your place but he did proceed to give him more advice and talk about well just don't get involved in other people's stuff but John Cena pointed out to him well if you don't want me to get involved it's like you want me to be involved in the show but then you don't want me to be involved in your match like make it make sense and the Miz couldn't make it make sense so this led to the match and it led to of course John Cena introducing LA Knight yeah And of course, everybody in Pittsburgh lost their minds. Everybody was crunk because when LA night comes, that's just like, that's like the equivalent of juveniles back that A word up coming on somewhere you're gonna lose your mind and you're gonna go crazy so everybody's losing it and yeah LA Knight and The Miz had a pretty stellar match I will say here they did have a stare off you know during his entrance and then of course you have John Cena in his efficient um t-shirt and everything so the one thing I will say is that John Cena really did call this match down the middle Um, which made me wonder why is it that LA Knight was sort of being so aggressive towards him in the match? I was just like, bruh, he's calling the match down the middle. Why are you being so mean to him and getting in his face the way that The Miz was getting in his face? Like, it was so bad to the point to where these these, these men had a standoff because, of course, John Cena is a little bit more, you know, bigger in build than your average referee. So anytime they were doing an illegal move, he was yanking them out of the way because he's that strong and they had issues with it and then when LA Knight had an issue with it I was like "Uh uh-uh that's rude you ain't gotta be mad at him like that but this did make me wonder LA Knight versus John Cena will we ever see it will it happen we just gotta wait and see but this picture really did sell it for me I'm not gonna hold you it really did but then These men really did, you know, hit a lot of their finishers onto each other and kept kicking out a lot of the time. And The Miz was just getting frustrated after a certain point because he even hit his skull-crushing finale, and that didn't even work. But, of course, you know, as we go further into the match, um, The Miz decided he wanted to throw shade at John Cena and do the you can't see me and then try to hit his move but then LA Knight does a kip up and then he hits him with the blunt force trauma and he wins the match much to the happiness of everyone and of course John Cena holds his hand up you know and LA Knight celebrates but it doesn't end there because they had yet again another face-off But John Cena was telling him, look, this is just about respect. I just want to shake your hand. I just want to shake your hand. But LA Knight, of course, which is jaw jacking at him, jaw jacking at him before he finally shook his hand. And they had a show of sportsmanship. But that doesn't mean that they won't fight each other. Because, of course, John Cena is going to pop up on more episodes of SmackDown over the coming weeks. So maybe we will see these two fight. But either way, I loved it. I liked the match a lot. And... I'm really intrigued to see where John Cena and LA Knight are definitely going to go. In the comments, Vaughn is saying LA Knight records for the nine nines 9s in the 2000s. Jeffrey saying, I would love to see LA Knight and Cena. And Vaughn saying, this reminds me of when Stone Cold was a referee for one of Chris Jericho's matches. Okay, that's a nice little throwback. Um, and Joseph saying, LOL, this match felt like an eternity. They got 16 minutes when this match should have been in half the time. Well...
1: I'm I can agree with that, Orza. I yeah. actually agree with that. I did feel like the match was a little long, with a lot of the near falls. And, um, but I, I think that's just because they wanted to flex that both stars can do a little bit more in the ring. And shout out to the Miz, man. I th- I know he gets critiqued a lot, but I love that the Miz is like kind of in the twilight of his career, showing people like, yo, I can do a little bit more in the ring. He's showing people like, hey, I, I have I have different things in my move set that I've never been able to showcase. In like year 20. So I think that's pretty cool.
0: Yeah. And I understand that. Cause I know last night on the SmackDown after show, um, Nikki was talking about that as well in the comments, you know, just giving him, you know, a little bit more credit. Um, cause I did kind of go ham on him last night and I do, you know, and I will admit that because LA night was talking about, you know, his journey, you know, to the top, which wasn't exactly the easiest journey that he did discuss. Of course, you know, him just taking smaller jobs in Hollywood and working his way up and living in places that weren't exactly the best, you know, living conditions and stuff like that in comparison to what we've heard about The Miz, because of course we don't necessarily know all about The Miz's background and what it really took for him to get to where he is now. But that's not to say that he didn't work hard to get to where he is, you know, because he took a lot of crap he ate a lot of crap from a lot of people in wrestling who did not even take him that seriously you know and the Miz is definitely great and he is in the twilight of his career because you know he has improved his game for someone who was not you know someone who started in the independence and got his way you know all the way through different promotions and stuff like that he's a WWE guy but he's definitely maintained and he's very decorated like they said on commentary he's been a champion he's been a Grand Slam champion I believe Twice, two times, or two times over. Right. So and he's ha- he's been Mr. Money in the Bank twice and all of the above. So he's really done a great job of, you know, building his brand to where it is now. So take nothing away from the Miz at all. But it's just that character wise, you can just tell that the Miz really is just mad and jealous of L.A. Night because L.A. Night really makes people love him by just him being himself and the Miz is just like no I don't like it and it's just like no he's not just a one night you know a one-hit wonder like don't just do that to him but go ahead people,
1: people don't want to hear this but passing the Miz test is a very big deal the Miz elevates whoever's his counterpart is he's the quintessential heel uh, and quintessential antagonist for anybody he opposes so Passing that test on the mic in the ring elevates you to the next stratosphere. I, I would expect a title reign in LA Knight's near future.
0: Absolutely. And you're right about that. You know, the Miz test is definitely a thing. And a lot of people might not want to admit that, but it is. Um, but yeah, like LA Knight clearly showed that he can pass. But honestly, LA Knight showed me he could pass um, two Fridays ago when he was clearly emotional about the passing of Bray Wyatt and then proceeded to also pay tribute and cut a promo at the same time. That's really like I loved him before, but that made me, you know, grow more respect for him inside. Because I was just like, man, yeah, you really made me want to cry and want to run through a wall at the same time. (laughs) so yeah like la night definitely does have it and then also getting an endorsement from john cena of sorts you know with you him holding his that? arm so
1: i've seen people already put that up against the photo of the rock seemingly endorsing john at wrestlemania i think that was 29 in yeah. new york They've, i've seen people put those pictures side by side you think that's a similar moment to that
0: it could be but the reason why i doubt it is because of the encounter that they had before with them fussing at each other it's just like I would say that that was exactly like that moment for him sort of saying you know passing the torch but it just feels like it might take a little bit more for John Cena to pass LA Knight the torch and it might take them fighting each other so I won't say that that it didn't remind me of that but then I just feel like it might take just a little bit more because there's some animosity there that I feel like needs
1: to be explored so yeah. Night gets a Cena match, and this it's not brief. It's a, it's a long run, but it's I'm gonna say two months is brief. This brief John Cena time we have that is a big deal. Mm-hmm. If he and can then, get a if he get a Cena match in this brief time.
0: Yeah, and then even he said he knows that you know time is winding down for him because he's getting older. So let's just you know really just enjoy him. As much as we can have him, because of course, in the blink of an eye, it can all end, and one day he'll tell us, you know, I'm retiring, and then we'll all just be crying and it'll just be a mess. But either way, we'll have to get through it. So, yeah, Vaughn saying, Appreciate Cena while he is there. Yes, we definitely will. So, yeah, LA Night came out with the win. So, just really intriguing stuff in the world of LA Night. Yeah. So next on the docket, we have Rey Mysterio versus Austin Theory for the United States Championship. Um, This match was pretty good um, for the most part for me as well. Um, Of course, Rey Mysterio came out with his LWO stablemates, and it was just really cool to see them come out here in those new T-shirts. Even though I'm worried about them when it comes to those T-shirts, a part of me is just like... Yo, it's like last, it's like last night they were on SmackDown, and it's just like every other match that they had in the tag team scheme of it all, they lost, and I was just like, "Bruh, I'm tired of this. Like, I just want LWO to be as dominant as everybody else is, and it just yeah, seems talking,
1: like I have some thoughts on that, but I'll yeah.
0: Yeah, I understand. Like, we can wait. But either way, you know, they came out here to support Ray and all of the above. And he looked fantastic in his LWO gear as well. And, of course, Pittsburgh got those PWO t-shirts. And I can definitely say, as a fan of those types of t-shirts, I would have ran to the table and purchased one if it was Birmingham or like Alabama because they do give us Alabama 316 t-shirts all the time but I do hope the next time a Smackdown or something does come they give us like a BWO or AWO either way it's gonna get purchased but yeah um shout out to Pittsburgh for that um and of course you have Austin Theory out here being Austin Theory primping and posing and flexing his muscles look at me look at me but whatever yeah Vaughn Alabama world order absolutely um <laughs> so this match was pretty good for the most part and it was sponsored by cinnamon toast crunch which is the taste you can see if you remember that from back in the day <laughs> um but yeah they kind of kept this graphic up throughout the entire match and i was just like yo i know cinnamon toast crunch is good but you know let's just move on um because this is not a sponsorship um this match was pretty good i hated. That Austin Theory really was sort of, you know, working on Rey Mysterio really hard, you know, in the first beginning parts of it. But Rey Mysterio proceeded to show us why he is an active Hall of Famer because, of course, he kept hitting all types of moves and, move, and maneuvering his way out, using his agility to sort of flex his way out of things. And before we even get to him even retaining the title, I do have to say there was one impressive part where he hit his baseball slide and then turned it into a DDT onto Austin Theory outside. And he was looking like mad surprised. He was like, whoa, did I just do that? And I'm just like, yes, you did just do that because you're the GOAT, yo. Um, it was just really cool to see him operate like that, and then there was one point where he tried to hit his West Coast pop, but Austin Theory actually pulled his knees up and tried to block it, and then tried to hit him with the A-town down. But Rey Mysterio reversed it into a hurricanrana and covered him for the one, two, three, and Ray is still our United States champion and of course lwo came out to celebrate with him in front of the cinnamon toast crunch thing and yeah it was just really cool stuff so big ups to ray mysterio for retaining so cedric how did you feel about this match
1: i think it's a good thing that we still get to see ray perform at this level and this is another case of a superstar we have to cherish doing this while still going on i think a lot of people thought ray would kind of stop after the hall of fame uh, induction and kind of having that match with his son, but he's still going. and He's helping elevate uh, the rest of his LWO stablemates, even though a lot of the LWO being together is just pandering so for merchandise. I see what you're doing WWE. You're not slick. Uh, every new city, every new town, just p- pushing merch. Nobody in the group is really getting elevated or pushed. We saw some of the Salinas Vegas stuff. She fir- she got the first shot at uh, EO. That was cool. Um, they haven't really done much with Wilden and Toro and Santos was supposed to win, but the pandering has to stop. We got to get back to that NXT parking lot. Legato Del Fantasma Phantasma style where they're just bullies and everybody getting jumped. Let's get back to it. It was fun. It's engaging. But seeing Ray do this school, even better so that we just bundled up and tied up this whole Austin Theory stuff for the U.S. title, his journey for it now will be the most interesting because it's clear that the WWE wants to push him and elevate him to being the everyday character being somebody that sees a future world champion. So how he uses this time without a belt will be very interesting.
0: Yes, I agree with all of that because in my mind, as much as I love the representation that the Latino World Order does give, um, because I just love that, Um, that sort of visibility, it just, it really does feel like the only reason that they usually come out or come together is to sell t-shirts a lot of the time, because you could argue that Zelina Vega, of course, you know, she had her run against Rhea Ripley for the now defunct SmackDown women's title. And then she had the first crack at EO, you know, for that women's title now, but it's like, she's not really doing that much. And she's not really active on the SmackDown roster as much as she could be.
1: We're and, talking about the only Queen of
0: the Ring here. Right. The only Queen's Crown winner. Because, of course, they're not having Queen's Crown, you know, Sicily anymore. And they're not also having King of the Ring anymore either. But it's just like... Yo, like this woman had this beautiful moment at Backlash. You know, she's showing that she's improving every single week. So why is it, or anytime she is on the card? So it's like, why isn't why aren't you putting her out there a whole lot more? Now, mind you, she does have her other things that she does, like with streaming and with podcasting, and she does present for streaming awards and anime awards and stuff like that. So that representation is great, you know, on the outside end of WWE, but at the same time. She deserves a little bit more action in terms of her in-ring work and her abilities because she really is good and she's very passionate. And then you also have Cruz Del Toro and Joaquin Wilde. It's like you put them in random tag team matches because literally like last night they fought Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn and they still wound up losing. And even Ray and Santos lost last night. Now, of course, Ray wound up retaining his title tonight, but it does make you wonder is LWO together to be a substantial faction like someone else, like another faction that we're going to discuss? Or are they just together for the sake of being together? Like, they are more than just a happy, you know, family. Like, there needs to be something more about them other than just them having cool t shirts and having an amazing moment at Backlash. Like, that was after WrestleMania. That was around April well not April but around May this is September they need something else so yeah I definitely agree with you on that um but I feel like Zelina truly won't fully get her credit or her just due unless they add another title that a mid-card title That's like, I feel like a mid-card title would definitely serve Zelina in that aspect. But I'm not sure if they're really willing to do that for the women at this point. But it's just, I just need more of the LWO being a substantial faction. So I definitely agree with you there. But it is good to see that at least Santos isn't looking to turn on Ray anytime soon. Because a lot of people, you know, of course, us as wrestling fans, we're jaded because we've seen partnerships, you know, fall apart in dramatic fashions. A lot of people did think, you know, maybe Santos would turn on Ray. And that's not to say that it couldn't still happen. But at the same time, it does still feel good to, for them to have that unity because you don't want them to just break up and just start fighting like that. So
1: I think they like uh, LWO as a baby face. Judging by Santos going down a few weeks back to help out um, Tony D'Angelo and Channing Stacks in NXT, which was okay. After the big rivalry they had in NXT, like they're just friends now. He was forcing them to work for um, the D'Angelo family, so it's like there's there's good things to be had from them being a unit, being babyface was cool, having Ray as the mentor. But like you said, there has to be something that there has to be real opposition, and I and I don't think they've had that yet as a unit. That kind of flexes them as a prominent faction.
0: Right, because
1: yeah, you can't keep doing the judgment day, you can't go back to that.
0: Mm-mm, you really can't. Like, a part of me was low key wondering if they would go up against the bloodline, but that's some fell apart <laughs> too, to a certain degree. So it's just like, um, uh, what's gonna know. happen?
1: As it? Mm. As it? Mm. seems I like mean, the parents want back in, he went back in.
0: That's a question mark. <laughs> That's a question mark. We're Jimmy, we're, we're very Jimmy, Jimmy
1: confused. he came out there and said, "I want to be down." Yeah, he's singing Brandy right now.
0: Oh my gosh, look, look, me and Dreon are trying to figure it out, okay? We're all trying to figure that out and what that means, but we got to get into the Usos a little bit later, though. But, of course, after the United States title match, we had an encounter that people have been waiting on between Becky Lynch and Tiffany Stratton, NXT Women's Champion. Now, of course, Becky was getting interviewed, you know, about how she felt about ending the rivalry between her and Trish in the cage match, but Tiffany Stratton interrupted and said, I just wanted to come to you woman to woman and apologize for saying that you were a former NXT women's champion and saying that I was a better champion than you, Charlotte and Bailey. And Becky was like, well, I appreciate you for apologizing, but for all, you know, I could very well challenge for that title. And Tiffany was like, well, whatever. I said what I said. Toodles. And then she left. But then Becky also said, you know, I'm glad that you crawled crawled out of whatever Mattel box you came out of and decided to apologize. I'm just like, all of the Barbie slander. Okay? Stop slandering Barbie. Barbie's amazing. And if it's anybody who's going to be the Barbie of WWE, it makes sense for it to be Tiffany. Because she's just, she's definitely stereotypical Barbie just with a title. I'm NXT champion Barbie, but yeah, this is interesting. I'm still interested to see if these women are gonna fight. But of course, we still have Monday, and then we still have Tuesday because Tiffany has been popping up on Raw, so we just gotta wait and see. And yes, Jeffrey saying the Mattel box was funny. Um, so yeah,
1: planning it. They're planning it September 30th. No mercy, Bakersfield. I've been saying this. For a while, like Tiffany's reign has been solid, and obviously she was the right choice to make NXT champion at that time, but her opposition, kind of like Rhea, has been missing. This would be somebody that would be a perfect challenger to give her that marquee max match inside of NXT uh, that can say, like, oh yeah, I can see her in the main roster one day. Also, you can add the layer of like, Becky never being NXT Women's Champion, hanging over, our heads which maybe they pull the trigger and get them a little rivalry. They did the same thing with Braun Breaker and Dolph Ziggler. I expect it to happen.
0: Yes. I definitely expect it to happen. And it'll be really cool. But of course Tiffany does have to face off against Keanu James first. And I am really excited about that. Like, Keanu is really talented. Um, So let's not necessarily just overlook her, you know, to get to the Becky thing. But, of course, you know, her and Becky is going to be fantastic. And if it does happen at No Mercy, then that would be really, really cool. In the comments, Vaughn is asking, would Roman be the Oppenheimer of WWE? I don't think so. He's more so of Thanos because he's the person who will just sacrifice his family and throw them over the cliff in order to gain power. So... Yeah, he's Thanos to me. Um, Joseph saying, LOL. I think most of us expect Sharpe Evans to beat Keanu James to say to retain. Will Becky be that main roster they use to help sell tickets in Bakersfield? I don't know. But either way, it it I'm here for it. Vaughn, Barbie, Stratton, and also Roman is Injustice Superman. I definitely see what you did there because on his show, The Righteous Ones, he did talk about... Um, comic book characters you know and aligning them with um different wrestlers so I see what he did there but I definitely feel like Roman is Thanos because he's just evil but yeah I'm still angry him for hurting my feelings at Wrestlemania by the way still not over it but whatever speaking of hurt feelings let's talk about this match (laughs) Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus Finn Balor and Damian Priest in a Steel City Street fight This match was fan-freaking-tastic. It gave you all of the extreme things that you were looking for in your life. Like, it was definitely, like, giving me ECW. And, like, I just loved every inch of it. And, of course, it did pay tribute to Terry Funk because later on in the night, we did, in the match, we saw Kevin Owens sporting a Terry Funk T-shirt. And the Pittsburgh people definitely seemed to appreciate that. Um, Because we did, of course, lose him um, last week as well. So it was just really nice to see them, you know, sort of nod their head um, and give a tip of the cap to this um, form of matches that was sort of innovated by Terry Funk. This match was fan-freaking-tastic. They started in the ring, but... They ended the match everywhere else, (laughs) fighting all over the ring, all over the commentary desk, pulling out tables because, of course, you know the wrestling fans have to chant, we want tables, clap, 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 and I'm just like, y'all, like, give them a minute. Give them a minute, please. But, you know, they finally did pull out a table but didn't necessarily utilize it until almost the very end of the match. But it was just really fantastic stuff here. Um, Like... You had Kevin and Sammy putting a trash can onto Finn's head and taking kendo 6 and beating them with it, basically turning into like a stomp type of thing. Like if you've ever seen that show where they use all kinds of objects to make noise and music with, that's what was going on in this match. And I just loved every inch of it. And then on top of that, on top of them using tables, Kevin and Sammy were we're just throwing caution to the wind by throwing each other like throwing themselves over and flipping off of different things like the barricades like the table like the pre-show table like these men did not care and i just loved every like i just loved every part of it and then of course you have dominic you know inserting himself into business that doesn't concern him he started beating up on them you know behind the behind the um the production table on the other side of the arena. But then as they were celebrating all of a sudden you see Kevin and Sammy pop up in hockey jerseys because Pittsburgh, you know, at this point, I didn't know this up until this point, but Pittsburgh has a hockey team and they came out and started beating up on them with hockey sticks. And then somehow another Kevin Owens was bleeding. And I'm just like, how
1: did this happen?
0: But it, it fed into the vibe of the match and I just loved it. Like they were just beating the crap out of each other with these hockey sticks and just destroying each other and just screaming at each other and everything. And I know the people of Pittsburgh appreciate it. Yeah. The Pittsburgh penguins. Thank you very much. Um, Like I literally said out loud, what in the mighty ducks is going on here? It was just really amazing. Like, I just loved it. Like, this was where I really thought they could have won the match. But they fought some more and fought some more. And eventually, we had more interferences from Dominic and even Rhea Ripley coming out and spearing Kevin Owens through the barricade in the timekeepers area and I'm just like girl this does not concern you you have a championship match later on tonight why are you here it was just so annoying I was like why are you here and then you had even JD McDonough interfering and I'm pretty sure that's going to be addressed on Monday you know once they figure out you know he actually did help them because of course he didn't celebrate with the judgment day after what happened what happened but either way it was just like bruh, all these people coming in to help them. and what was so funny about it was it's like Monday Rhea was like look if y'all don't win you know there's going to be some changes around here and I'm just like but you helped them win though so what was what was the point what was the point of threatening them with that if you were just gonna help them win in the first place? Like, girl, shut up. So Dominic interfered, hit Sammy across the head, and then Finn turned Sammy Zayn around, covered him up, and they got the one, two, three. And now the judgment day has all of the gold. Finn and Damian are now the new undisputed tag team champions. Rhea is the world champion, world women's champion, and Dominic is the NXT North American champion. And, of course, Damian is still Mr. Money in the Bank. So they are, they are hoarding everything. Everything. And this disappointed me because this destroyed my predictions pool that I had going on on my own show, the Hardy Wrestling Podcast. I was so disappointed. So disappointed. But Cedric, go ahead and tell the people how you felt about this match.
1: Beautifully scripted match. Um, this was the Terry Funk hardcore tribute match that they were trying to do last week on SmackDown. Great spots from the hockey spot, which really got the crowd rowdy. Kevin Owens and jumping off the second story doing a swan time, where it felt like he didn't get much of that table. Really good spot. I don't know where he started bleeding from, but I'm pretty sure that was just a tribute to hockey which is really cool. So I think the fans got what they wanted this match, but I think this overall was the right call. Overall, it felt like the tag team division was kind of getting held up a little bit, and the storyline was just to dismantle the bloodline. That's complete. We can't continue to hold up the tag team division when there's so many tag teams emerging. The New Day is back. Street Profits getting a reboot. So this is a good time. I think the Judgment Day, and also, I'll, I'll note this, Finn, Finn became a Grand Slam champion today. Very well earned, very well deserved, getting the tag team titles. But the Money in the Bank briefcase was finally good for something because the past two big matches Finn was in, it cost him Ls So being able to just use that briefcase in that moment was also a good touch with him being able to pick up a W here. But um, if they would to set that precedent, because there was a moment where Sammy got out of Finn's uh, grabs for the uh, coup de grace, and I thought, oh, wow, this is how he loses again. You can't keep doing that to Finn. Ben is not a character where, yo, we're going to have him be the one to take the pin three times in a row in the big match. And it's just going to go over well with the group. So I think they made the right call. Judgment Day has all the gold. Dom is actually a champion as well. They'll probably induct J.D. McDonough into the Judgment Day finally since he's a longtime fan of friend. Rhea steering Kevin Owens into the barricade. Great match. or Sorry, great spot. It would be nice. I know they won't do it, but maybe a superstar spectacle. You can get a one-on-one match or a moment. I don't know. But I think that would be cool if they did that next Saturday. But Judgment Day has been moving merch, been in the main event of Raw, I think, dating back since May. This just makes them even stronger, and it shows how much faith they have in them as a group.
0: That's true. And you could argue that, yeah, it was probably the right move because Kevin and Sammy really had held on to those titles you know, since April because of, they did, of course, you know, dismantle the bloodline with that. And, yeah, with them holding on to all of the titles, there really wasn't a lot that they were doing with the tag divisions because they were just hanging on to a lot of them. But either way, it was just kind of like, yo, like, what's going to happen here? Um, like, what's gonna ha- like, what's going to happen with these tag titles? And you could argue that that was the best move, but it's just like, oh, my God. Like, it just really weirded me out because I'm just like, so does this mean that Finn and Damien aren't going to have their issues anymore like what like what does this mean are they okay now like what what what's going to happen like it's just really insane stuff but I do love this comment below here from Joseph saying Rhea should start wrestling men on a regular basis she really should because her gear did pay tribute to China so and that was something that China was definitely famous for doing is fighting men as well as women so if she wants to do that then she can go right ahead but either way like Oh my God, it was just frustrating for me because I'm just like, Kevin and Sammy really put their all into this match, but dang it, they just wound up losing. But it's looking like we have some guests in the after show. We have some guests and it's in the form of our editor-in-chief, Drian. Santana and our senior writer Nikki Bougie. Hey y'all!
2: Hello.
0: Hey,
3: what is going on? I see y'all talking about my men winning tonight. (laughs) It was only fair if you know we came in at the right time because I told y'all that they were going to win point blank. Period. I don't mm. care how they won it. JB, I don't like your <laughs> big head ass, but you know what? You won, won night by helping and making sure that my man take those titles on. Dominic Mercer is very much MVP of this because through, even though he got his ass with majority of the time, if it wasn't for him knocking Samuel Saha his head with that damn briefcase, Finn would not have rolled over and, tuck, and and have would have taken a loss tonight, and that's something I could not have. So I'm happy. <laughs> I am personally extremely happy about this. Um, I don't see no wrong. Judgment Day is running everything. Um, and that and that's that. Point blank, period. So anybody who's mad about the judgment day winning, y'all can kiss my ass. Point blank, period.
0: Mm. Well, what? look, Dreon, I'm mad about it. I'm mad about well, it. Cause it's just like they just cheated and disgusting. I just hate it. I hate it. Well, I can't
3: stand up and put my ass in the camera because this is a PG uh, company. <sighs> Tonight. Yeah.
0: Like, tonight yeah let's not maybe yeah <laughs> let's <start>. not <laughs> <laughs> well Nikki how are you feeling about this turn of events
2: so Nikki was not assigned to WWE payback and Nikki was at the Nashville SC game holding it down in my hometown so Nikki has uh is not watching payback until tomorrow Oh, so um, because I wanted to be able to grasp uh, certain matches. I love the art of wrestling, so I don't want to try to sneak on the phone and watch it. I need a pure. I haven't watched any highlights. I haven't been. I've been on Twitter. I know how to get on Twitter and not see stuff. Mm-hmm. So I haven't even. I haven't even watched it. I just came to say, first and foremost, you already know who it is. <laughs> Salt shakers are in the building tonight with said and Steph. Yeah, and I'm glad to be here. We're doing gaming night as well. So,
3: which I would just come in, you know, and see what you guys are up to. And I feel like this is the right moment because, like I said, y'all talking about me and. And I mean, that's the only thing we got to talk about tonight because me and Nikki have truly won the Monday Night Raw War. Oh <laughs> yeah!
0: Oh yeah! Oh my God! I'm sorry
3: yeah,
2: to, I'm sorry to every other person um, on the SmackDown and the NXT roster. We have Jay Uso.
0: Oh man, like, we were gonna get to it. <laughs> we were definitely know. gonna what, get to what,
1: that. What war is this? Is there some draft that happened or?
2: Well, we've been well, the way we do the post shows, you know, mm-hmm. we are I am a like um Santana's contract is she's a free agent. I
3: go wherever she I'll can go walk.
2: wherever she wants. Um I'm on raw, Stephanie's on SmackDown, and then we have Katrina and Shay that hold it down for NXT. I've done an NXT run before, um but very mild. Um <laughs> but that's just me. I'm everywhere, but you know, um, yeah, it's a brand split, and we like wholeheartedly. SmackDown is our best show. Like, if I had to pick any show that we have on this broadcasting, SmackDown is it's the, it's the A show. But with this win for J for us with Jey Uso, <laughs> Steph, I don't know. I know. Y'all gonna have to oh step it up gosh. on Friday nights. But no, it's oh my, my favorite gosh. show. It's literally like <laughs> SmackDown with with Santana and Steph. It's it's I don't know. I can't even explain it. It's one of those shows that two different two different people. Me and Santana are almost as well, we're not as alike as people probably think. But yeah. We just wanted to run in because we do have <laughs> gaming a little later. We do. Mm-hmm. Said, I hope um you can join us. Don't bring your tagline, please, Steph. Um <laughs> Stephanie, please don't ever call that man in your life. <laughs> don't
1: don't don't hey, hey, please, please Look, I mind. just hey, had to do the mind.
0: intro, no. and that's just if that's how Listen he in. feels about himself, then no. I just have to let it go. Okay, okay. like people lie about themselves
1: all the time. Oh said. lord. For, the, you dress for the job that you want, you know, you dress for the position that you want. <laughs> you want to be <laughs> the that's, people's that's, that's EST.
0: This is turning no, into something I, I wasn't expecting at all.
2: <laughs> why, don't, why don't you change it to the people's EST of WWT Live?
1: I thought about that. No. You, you know, I really did. And before, you, before you ever recommended that, that was a thought like maybe a week ago before y'all jumped me. And I why say, you know like
3: what? Nah. Uh, nah, nah, you no, know, no, we just
1: gonna, we just gonna go through with it.
3: Like, why well, not be the tribal chief for DOTA You know, I think I feel like that's <laughs> more soon. you you I don't got, got, got I don't got no, no tribal like,
1: tax or nothing like mean, that. I can't do that to like, to like go full cool like But
3: you've been utilizing a lot of Roman Reigns videos. So I just assume that you know, I, I you feel did. like that's that's more soon. I mean, even even Dylan uh called you what the tribal to.
2: He did. He acknowledged. He said he acknowledged you as. And Dylan, if you're in the audience, you know not to come. Dylan was here earlier I see to our shows with that mess. Dylan, do not come over here talking about the people's
1: nothing. Oh, okay? This is what happens. <laughs> yeah, this is just I hilarious. I see. I see a glass ceiling forming. That's and I'm going to have to like shoot through. I'm actively shooting through it, but it's, it's okay, you know? It's, it's crazy. I, hey, Flovo, Flo- Flo- thank you chat. for up, the boy? super
0: chat. Thank you, you Flovo. Oh, yeah, it's been a minute. You. Thank you so much for that.
1: Hashtag leave that alone. Thank you.
0: Oh, thank girl, you. please. You, you put, put out a $25 tree.
1: Girl, we had a twenty
3: five dollars. Thank $50 you, tree. For somebody saying thank you, <laughs> of me.
1: Wait, a dollar, a <laughs> dollar. Well, yeah, gonna that's common. E S T, right there. We're getting tips because the E S T. Can we have order? Why <laughs> you a
3: vending
0: machine? Like why you gonna get a? Can we
3: have or order? Crazy. Can
0: we have order? Can we have yeah,
1: order? EST, because we
0: do still have more to discuss. So if yeah, you I ladies, do. you know, if I, you ladies, I do want to know stay, their thoughts about
1: Jay? Because I thought that was the you know. one moment in this show I was surprised
0: will let Stephanie host. Then we will get Yes. To- yes. So, so if you like do want to stay. Like, if you guys want to stay, yeah. of course, you're welcome I- to stay. I'm always... I mean okay well yeah Since we're staying and since we're talking About the rest of payback let's just take It back a notch and talk About the Grayson Waller effect with um, Cody Rhodes as his Guest now of course Grayson Waller Came out there and was his usual you know Big arrogant self calling Himself the Aussie icon when in actuality The only Aussie icon that exists is Princess Aussie from wow and that's it But um, either way You know he came out here with his Glittery shirt on and he entered Cody Rhodes and Cody came out here dressed up in his beautiful suit which I really did enjoy and did his intro and of course the people of Pittsburgh were definitely loving it and Yeah, before he got a chance to ask Pittsburgh, what do we want to talk about? Grayson interrupted him and cut him off. And I was just like, "Uh uh-uh, how dare you? You're so rude. And he was just like, look, nobody wants to know what these people want to talk about. What matters is what I want to talk about. And Cody Rhodes read him by basically listing every other wrestling talk show that's ever existed in the entire history of wrestling period. And it was just so funny how he did that and then proceeded to say, look, since you are doing me a favor by having me on your show, basically just acquiescing his ego a bit, then I'm just going to give you an announcement, you know, and give you a little bit of a scoop. And the scoop was, of course, Jey Uso, main event Jey Uso is now going to be a part of the Monday Night Raw roster. And he came out with the regular Uso theme, but with a little bit of an change because of course it's not down since day one ish you know it's both of us here no it's just jay so this was amazing he came out here much like to a lot of people's surprise and everybody was crunk about it and then he also proceeded to kick grayson waller in the face for talking too much noise and he proceeded to celebrate a whole lot more and it was so funny Grayson actually had to put a cold Pepsi on his jaw because he got super kicked so hard in the mouth. And that's what you get when you run your mouth a little bit too much. So yeah, Jay Uso is going to be on Monday Night Raw because he is away from his toxic family. And I love that for him. So Cedric, how did you feel about this announcement? And what do you think that does for the landscape of Monday Night Raw moving forward?
1: Creates a lot more possibilities of Jay as a single superstar, maybe even an IC title run that we didn't get the last time we took on, um, oh sorry, the last time we took on Austin Theory. But I'm more intrigued by what this means in the actual general manager world as far as a trade, because it subtly indicates that like I pulled the last bit of strings I had and pull to get Jay moved over to Raw. So what does SmackDown get? It makes you feel like SmackDown gets Cody, so he can finish the story. But we might not get that. But I'm pretty sure that's what's gonna come. But I think for Jay, it's awesome. I like the, I like the blue landscape. I like the, the new theme song, "Down Since by Myself. And you get to see more main event Jay. What's really captivating to me is how much he has the crowd in his hands. Like, the crowd is really behind Jay. Like, we talk about this L.A. night push so much, but, like, Jay, he really got the juice. So they got to do something with him in a big way that puts him in some type of title picture because they can't just let that fade out. Like, you can push the Jimmy match way down the road, but you got to do something with Jay in the interim before 2023 ends.
0: I absolutely agree with that. Like, there is something that does need to be, you know, given to Jay as a reward for how he's been able to gather everyone and just make everybody, like, super excited the way that he does. Like, people have been loving Jay. Of course, loving the collective of the Usos you know, for years now. But then when you think about Jay and all the growth that he's had over these past three years, people definitely resonate with him a whole lot more. And him being on Monday Night Raw is really going to shake things up for his own career. And that's something that we do get to explore now, because we've only ever known him, like Grayson Waller said, as a twin. We've never seen him really, like, fully blossom by himself outside of the shadow of the bloodline. And we do get to see that, and I'm really excited to see that. I hate that me and Santana don't get to talk about it on Fridays, but either way, you know, it's still pretty exciting stuff. Like, I cannot wait for that and yes you did bring up a valid point with pulling those strings as a trade and wondering like okay did they really trade Jay for Cody and does that mean Cody finally gets a chance to finish a story I hope so but you know before I go further into the show Dreon and of course Nikki how are you guys feeling knowing that he's on your side of things
2: they better not take Cody (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's all I'm. That's all I'm. That's all I'm saying.
0: Cody is made for the USA
3: Network. He's like walking around and branded in the colors. So like, I don't know how I would feel about Cody being down there on Fox. I, I mean, I'm a free agent. So take, either way,
2: take I Drew. Win.
3: Either way, I win. Like I'm on both Friday, Monday, and SmackDown. So like, I'm on both shows. It don't matter to me. But do I want Cody to go down there? And be on Friday Night Smackdown? No. I feel like maybe somebody else could be going down to Friday Night Smackdown. Or there could not be a trade at all. You know, this is going to be a way to detach Jay from this whole bloodline bullshit. You know, and Jimmy figure out if he wants to be with the bloodline and whatever. Maybe this is a, a different arc anime-wise, a different arc for these two. You got Jay having his own arc, and you have Jimmy having his own arc. Jay's arc is going more of the positive side and everything while Jimmy's is figuring out his own shit, because we've never really seen Jimmy be a solo talent. You know, we've gotten to see Jay be a solo talent before. With Jimmy, this is going to be a little bit different for him. We've already kind of seen how his shit been going on Friday where everybody was Mm -hmm. knocking his ass down. He was everywhere. So I think that with Jimmy and Jay, we're we're basically going to be able to see the individuality these two have versus always seeing them together. You know what I'm saying? So I think that it's great that Jimmy is going to be staying down on SmackDown and figuring out what he's going to do. But I also think this is a win for Raw because you need another star power going over to Monday Night Raw because, I mean, we kind of see some of the same people every week anyway. So, like, it's – Let's see how Jay Uso fits over there and who he, you know, so has this view with and things like that. Um and I don't mind it. Either way, I win. So
2: that's true. I do want to say I am very curious. Um, and I'll ask the chat and I'll ask y'all, how quick does Jay Uso beat Seth Rollins? Ooh! Like that's what I want to know because it's happening. Seth, you can baby, <laughs> you can count for days. No. Like jay is definitely main event that that that, like jay's main event main event so i'm i'm curious how quick does he does he take that title off of mr
0: seth I do feel that that would be an amazing story to tell, like him going for, you know, the second top title in the whole company. Like I would definitely be here for that, considering every time he tried to go for the undisputed championship, it was always like him hitting that wall with Roman. And it looks like and the purpose of the World Heavyweight title is to give other people an opportunity. So it's just like. I would love it if he did go for, you know, if he did go for, you know, the World Heavyweight title. I think that would be amazing. Yes. Question is, yeah. (laughs) Yes. Oh, my gosh. I love it. And, of course, everybody in the chat is asking, will this allow Cody to go to SmackDown to finish the story? That's the bigger question. That's definitely a huge question. We don't need that right now. But I want it. And Mm -hmm. y'all know why I want it. I want it because I want Cody to finish it. No,
2: but like he can he doesn't have to finish the story that way. That's how I feel. Like I feel like there's other options and Roman like needs to go home. Like just for a little bit. Like this was a good this is good without Roman. This shows that you don't have to have and I hate to say it and I'm not and this this just goes to show that you always don't have to have a Roman, a Charlotte, a Bianca you can have your other big stars. Like, you can... And I think Roman just... Cody needs to focus on just a legacy of getting that other title. Like, I think that anyone who's wanting to face Roman in this pinnacle, it's a dead end. Like, I don't want to set Cody up for that. Like, I want Cody... That loss was the biggest, that loss made him the biggest star of the of the year and of the weekend. Everyone was literally talking about, like, there was so much wrestling in LA. Like there was like from WWE mm-hmm. to um T G uh, T uh JPW, like promotions like that, impact. There was so much good pure wrestling. Timothy Thatcher was going on a run. And I mm-hmm. say that to say that. Cody Rhodes became the biggest entity because of what happened. I think if he would have won, it would have been like no one would have no one no one would have cared anymore. Like and I think it would have it would have happened with the same way that it kind of happened with Rhea where it was half and half. But Cody not finishing the story is the story. And I hate to say that, but that's the story. Him not finishing that with Roman that's not the story. The story is he has to just finish his legacy. Roman should not be Roman should not be the headhunter of 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 Cody's story. Cody's story needs to be the pinnacle of professional wrestling. And he and he's done it. Everyone just has to, everyone is just in the mindset he has to beat Roman. It doesn't have his story, is his story. He's gonna finish it. But if Roman's not involved right now, they're still. I don't know. Don't take him to SmackDown. I
3: mean, I don't think it's him beating Roman. I think his him winning a world championship. That's really... Even though Roman is the champion wise, you know saying, stuff like that. I, I get Can't that he point. do that
2: with, with the other? Isn't that a world?
1: It's, it's not. not the the was always a championship that Dusty didn't win. That that's, a, that's, so all, so that's that's all. That's what that's he always has said. To be but but yeah. you're right. In it's this right era right. of Roman, where it's like you can't no. really... Knock this off the pedestal because you don't want to mess up something that's history. Yeah, that makes sense. But like, how long are we gonna keep running the same history? Like, we I think we have to do it somewhere else.
3: Everybody happy that Roman is still holding the champion, not showing up on TV. I'm not. I don't mind it.
1: Bro- Brock's was way worse.
2: I don't mind it either because only because <sighs> <sighs> <laughs> at the end of the day, like. I hate to say Why it, but I would rather that? I would rather it be Roman and another and, and Cody. Let me say it like that. I'd rather it be instead of Seth and Cody, if that makes sense.
0: Uh, from I, a I brand,
2: know. from a brand standpoint. That's all I'm I'm not even speaking as a fan. I'm literally speaking for the for the conjunction of WWE. <laughs> like for WWE to know, remain the pinnacle, it would have to be Roman and Cody. Yeah,
0: I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm just old school. I just feel like if you're gonna if you're gonna be the champion, be the champion and let me see you. That's what I want. Because I'd be feeling the same way about Penelope Pink on Wild, but we're not gonna get into that today. If I get into that today, it's gonna be a problem. So let's just get back into payback. The next match (laughs) was Rhea Ripley versus Raquel Rodriguez for the women's world title. And this made me a little bit disappointed. In the sense that we just had like this really amazing, you know, pretty well paced match when it came to Becky and Trish going up against each other in the cage match. And then you had this one and this was a very different pace, but it just didn't fully have the intensity that I guess I was looking for. And I don't know if it's fair for me to say that. I was looking for the same type of intensity they had in NXT or not because, of course, things change. But it's just there was something missing for me. But what I will say is the visual of seeing Rhea, Raquel, Samantha, and Aja in the ring together, you know, was a very beautiful visual. It reminded me of seeing Trinity, Deanna, Allison, and... um jay chung in the ring together and it definitely reminded me of seeing um carmelo west um dallas and alicia together like this is like the third time in of course in the course of three weeks we've had an image like this and i feel like that's amazing so i did want to just point that out before i go into the match but honestly, this match was pretty okay for the most part. Of course, like I said earlier, Rhea came out and paid tribute to China with her gear. And it's just really funny because every time I see Rhea, I just wonder what it would have been like if a healthy China, you know, a healthy and in her prime China would have fought a Rhea Ripley. Like, what would that have been like? Like, I feel like that would have been amazing. But sadly, we won't get to know that. But either way, I'm glad that Rhea does pay tribute to her as an OG and as someone who laid the foundation for women like her and um, Raquel to be strong and dominant the way that they are. And, Throughout this match, it felt like Raquel, you know, kept trying to fight back and kept trying to be as intense as she knew how to be with her tackles and definitely, like, knocking her down with her clotheslines or whatnot. But every time she tried to get the upper hand, Rhea would always get the upper hand yet again. And just doing these lackadaisical pins, like, yeah, I know I'm going to win this. And I'm just like, "Um, girl, no, don't just do that. <laughs> don't just do that to Raquel because she's literally, like, your equivalent like she's the bigger like she's the one woman on the raw roster who was like your parallel so don't just do that to her and there were lots of moments where Raquel was actually tossing Rhea around and throwing her into barricades and just And even running her back into the ring post, like, it was just really crazy. And then there was one point where I believe Rhea got hit in the face and she started bleeding out of the nose. And I was like, oh, my God, this is getting kind of rough. But, you know, they were able to bring it in a little bit and still have a pretty decent match. Until Mr. Dominic came out there and inserted his nose into women's business, which upsets me. And he distracted Raquel, and then Raquel wound up um, suplexing him out of the way. But then um, Rhea took advantage of it and hit her with the riptide and covered her for the 1-2-3. And Rhea is still the women's world champion as she leans on her poor excuse of a man. So, yeah. Starting with Cedric, how did you feel about this match?
1: I thought it was fine. I think people complain about Rhea wrestling so much. And I think she's at the point of her career where she's a spectacle. I mean, it means something when she shows up to actually defend that title. And I think in Rhea's case, Raquel is a perfect challenger because unlike other counterparts, it's very refreshing to see Rhea vulnerable, to see her actually get tossed around outside the ring, to feel like she's losing her grasp as the strongest person on the roster. I think that's good. So I think this is just the first up like they're doing Shad and Gunther. One of many. This is the first chapter. They'll keep running it back on Maine. I'm don't. I'm not i not gonna say Raquel would dethrone her, but I think they should run it back at a uh, later show.
3: I think so too, because I feel like with, with Rhea and Raquel, one thing I can appreciate is more so like their video package that they had. You know, different shades of, and, and eras of both Rhea and Raquel. You know, Rhea is more so like, in her dominance that she had down in NXT until she ran into her friend being Raquel Rodriguez, who is who was just as strong as Rhea Ripley, or maybe even stronger in a sense as well. Being someone, Rhea Ripley having someone to be able to match up with her is great because, like you said, her counterpart she had, they're too small, fragile, look beatable, don't look believable in the ring with Rhea, and they end up being squash matches. You know what I'm saying? And I get it, you know, the whole dynamic of Rhea doesn't wrestle that often, or Rhea doesn't defend her title. Who the fuck can she defend her title against when there's people on the roster who she can beat the shit out of? How many times do we have to have that fucking conversation? Who is there that can match up to Rhea Ripley in dominance-wise? You know what I'm saying? Outside of like Raquel Rodriguez or even a Charlotte Flair, you know Bianca Belair is there. But guess where? Guess where Charlotte and Bianca is on fucking Friday Night SmackDown? There is nobody else on the on the roster on Raw roster unless you bring like a Dewdrop or some shit. Wait, I mean, not drill, but Piper Niven can be an opponent for Rhea, But she's in tag team. I'm sorry, what? Shayna. Shayna too. But Shayna is. I, I don't know if Shayna gonna be going after Becky or what's gonna be happening with Shayna. But Shayna still has to get needs to rebuild in her dominance too though because even though she's beat ronda rousey she's had some matches on Monday Night Raw but where has Shayna been at?
0: You yeah, know, we haven't seen they're her not, since they're she they're faced not keeping, off against Zoe.
3: Yeah, they're not that consistent there. So like I don't really know exactly what is, what people are I know you're expecting Rhea to defend, 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 but Rhea doesn't have that many opponents on Monday Night Raw that are up to the caliber of matching her in the ring to give her that. I know y'all waiting for Liv Morgan, but Liv gonna is gonna fight for her life, but she's not gonna beat Rhea Ripley. Nia Jax ain't even here no more. I just,
2: I just want to say this doesn't I'll work. This night. doesn't work anymore. Yo, so <laughs> like, this this doesn't work anymore because Bianca Belair like, is this right Sasha's not Bianca even fucking here. here. This doesn't work anymore. Charlotte is, she's going to have to be in the title picture, Joseph. I know it kills you because we talk about this all the time, Joseph. I know it pains you. Charlotte's always going to be in the title picture. Calm down. (laughs) The problem is that until Halloween Havoc 2020, Rhea Ripley had never saw competition. Ever. Raquel Rodriguez was the first person to give her a stepping stone. In the in the capacity, someone on the NXT level. I don't count Charlotte because that was an automatic thing between her and Charlotte. That was automatically going to happen. You just know it. Look at look at what Rhea looked like when she came in. She looked mm-hmm. like Charlotte Flair, and she literally said she cut her hair because of the comparisons. So that was automatic. Raquel Rodriguez should have won tonight easily. Rhea should have eaten her words from a creative standpoint. When she told Damien and Finn that they should have had their titles dropping to Raquel would have been perfect. But I know that's just not, that's not the capacity. That's not where we're going. We many fans, you haven't built Raquel big enough, but for the true black and gold NXT fans who know That Raquel Rodriguez beat Rhea Ripley in a last woman standing match and Mm -hmm. sent her to the main roster. Raquel is beyond a capacity. And and I do believe that they'll run this back. I don't know when. I don't know what it's going to take for Raquel. But I'm so ready to just dive into it. Because their last two matches the only two matches the only two singles matches that they've ever had have taken place in NXT mm-hmm. so there's just a different there was a different hunger so i think that they have to they have to keep their feud um prestigious that's why when when you have certain feuds you don't have them keep going going and going that's why for me certain feuds don't mesh because they're so pushed. Like Becky and Trish to me as a feud is so forced. Charlotte and Trish to me was so forced. There was no passing of the torch. You didn't need to pass a torch to Charlotte Flair. I don't care how many reigns, that's your fault. WWE creative, that's your fault for having only a woman being Trish Stratus, only having seven reigns that's your fault for not doing that there was Beth Phoenix Michelle McCool they could have had there was Mickey James Mickey James has had, has had sick you know what I'm saying like there was no passing of the torch for Trish and Charlotte Charlotte was beyond that there's no passing of the torch for Trish and Becky Becky's beyond that stop the one the, the focal point that I hope we all learn here with women's wrestling is don't always push to the quality the quantity we still want quality we still want value and i'm not saying it's not there i'm just saying like don't don't force it so that's always been my that's that's my issue like at times but we're here i think raquel and Rhea are two of the best in the world so they definitely have to keep doing this and um joseph when eo has to face charlotte (laughs) When she wins, get over it she's 15 times Get over it, it. she'll be a 17 Time, I cannot wait, Steph I'm telling you, I will be on
0: Sunday (sighs) when Charlotte wins Oh Jesus, that's gonna be funny But it's just, I know that Raquel and Rhea do have a you know, the capability of having a great feud, you know, once it built up, because I did predict that Rhea was going to retain, though I hated the way she retained, because here again, you have Dominic, you know, inserting herself in women's business, himself in women's business, and that just irritated me, I'm just like, bro, why are you here, it's like, you've already inserted yourself in the tag team match before, and even Rhea inserted herself in it, and a part of me felt like, well, creatively, I guess, now I want Raquel, to, to, to win the title so Rhea can just lose her mind but that's just not what they were going with it and it's just like dang but either way I mean watching Rhea and Raquel fight a little bit more is going to be something that I can't wait to sink my teeth into you know as a feud because they just have that oomph about each other where they can just match up and just fight each other you know until kingdom come and I'll be satisfied with that so hopefully more can continue to happen with that and then we'll just enjoy it for what it can be. But for now, of course, Rhea Ripley is still the women's world champion, and we gotta live with that, even though honestly I wish she would just dump Dominic because in my opinion she can do better. Um so yeah, I mean Nikki what what she can do better first
2: of all, Dominic is one of the best wrestlers on the roster. Let's no,
0: I mean I mean as a personality wise he is not perfect. a good man. He's as literally
3: long as, as long as he does, he's, he's just, not a good man. As long as he is not a good man, not going nowhere. He isn't a, a good man. The man is, like, he is
0: helping his He's, not a, he's not,
3: crazy crazy not a good man.
0: He's not a good saying, man. Same way she. He
3: is not a good man to her. She's a. He's a great man. I think he's not a good man. Helping her. I don't think he's not a great man. I don't think he's the man. He's a boy toy for her. She's the emphasis on the word boy. He's a boy toy. He's having he's fun. A with he's
0: a boy. He's the man. To
2: be a boy. He's not a man. Submission. I tell you no. what. No. I
0: tell you what too. Listen. As someone, as someone who has a good man, he's not okay. a good man. Okay. No, <laughs> he's not a good man. Not a man. Yes. yes.
2: No.
0: <laughs> exactly.
2: Mm, I gotta go. Home. I gotta make my man some dinner.
0: okay yeah i I, I
2: think dom is good to Rhea. i do and he's gonna always protect her and keep that title and she's good to him because he's north american he's north american champion baby Mm -hmm. and let me tell you something i've seen this man him he is i'm not even gonna lie He's like he's placing like top three on his division, not even gonna lie, as far as like pure wrestlers. The, the man is crazy. Like there's no denying the talent of Dominic. is one of the greatest women.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: They're they're perfect. It was the same way, and I hate to say it, China, Eddie. Yes. They were two of the best at yes, that time. That's-
0: Yes, that's definitely what is giving, and yeah. I do appreciate that. But you know, just I just feel like if you're you're not a man if you can't win your title on your own, if you can't do, if you cannot do on your own outside of that, then what are you gonna do for me inside the relationship? That's crazy. That's so that's not crazy. That's so, real. No, like, what can you do? But what,
1: but what? What a can woman... you do? No. You don't got to no. bring work home. That's totally different.
0: That's mm. crazy. That's not crazy. That Cordona's like not.
2: You Matt have to Cardone, be an individual. He's not winning his titles on his own. He's
3: definitely not. Mm. Well, That's we're not here to talk about you know. him. That's a person. So we will soon. We will soon.
0: Oh Jesus! No, like Dominic just needs to sit out. But um, moving forward with the rest of payback, you had it. You had John Cena back here dressed up like a funny host person. It was hysterical. Um, And he wanted to interview, of course, the new Undisputed Tag Team Champions and Finn Balor and Damian Priest. And they were really happy about the fact they have all the gold. And they really did feel like, you know, oh, we're going to celebrate. We're going to have fun together. You You know, all of this, you know, it's just like their problems are behind them for now. You know, they're really happy that they have all this gold now. There's nothing you can tell them. And of course, John Cena just looked like he was panicking the whole time. But yeah, it was just pretty hysterical. He was scared, but they were happy, and I guess that's all that matters. Shout out to my minions. Whoever
2: Shout this out. is, follow me on Twitter cuz this is this is a W comment. Like, that's well whenever.
3: I'm telling you when when mr brian make his
2: debut like this is a w comment Y'all thought y'all had Dragon,
3: that is something that man
2: can wrestle too like him versus nathan Frazier.
3: oh gonna, yes cena is this is your goal don't come here with that bullshit, okay like for seven weeks justin <laughs> you're gonna have to deal with johnson of being here and you using your page for ratings for
2: to for your form. also, numbers, okay? we have to say this, we say this every time he's mentioned because he's not seen, John Cena if you are listening, thank you so much <laughs> for tuning in to Women's Wrestling Talk, and while I'm here, because I don't get to say this often S- Stephanie uh, has a podcast too, and John Cena tunes in to the Hardy Wrestling Podcast as well, so John, thank you for the follow, if you're listening yeah Shout out to John Cena. Six more weeks, y'all.
0: Yeah, for all yeah, we, we know, really he funny. he probably does listen to my show because he did follow no, he me on did, Twitter. Definitely. So he follows me on Twitter. So that that almost destroyed me that night. That well, that morning I found that out. I woke up at five o'clock in the morning to go to work and then get up. Me. It was right there, and I was like, What? Like it was too much. Um, <laughs> get up. <laughs> but Cedric, I do have a question for you though. Do you think that Dominic could lose to a possible Brian Pillman Jr. if it's confirmed that he is at NXT? No, no,
1: not not anytime soon. Not, he, he well, he's confirmed, I think. No response, not yeah. anytime soon, no. Hmm. NXT is about ratings right now Whoever's going to drive ratings Bringing Judgment Day to NXT The segments is driving ratings Possibly having Becky face Tiffany Stratton and Bakersfield Is going to draw ratings This is all about the partnership with Endeavor To move it along And get more money And get more sponsorship deals for that brand Makes sense And for, for better or worse Dom draws the most reaction in this entire company
2: you I don't think it's all I don't disagree I think it's most but the way that they book, that's not always, when you're pleasing your fans, especially a certain demographic from what we're used to in NXT, you, your main focus may be pushing ratings, but there's definitely a focal point on the booking mm-hmm. because sometimes booking does not always match in revenue. Sometimes booking doesn't always match in ratings. And there's been, a, they took a risk with that fatal four-way with those women, but you can take a risk on NXT w- women because of their talent. So I don't disagree that it's all about the ratings, but even in a low rating week, they have one of the best wrestling shows of the week, regardless. So th- sometimes I do think that booking, when you're all about ratings, that's fine, but you're going to make some booking decisions that are gonna be for the the fans. They're gonna be this cup that they're having at NXT, hundred percent for the ratings. I feel like, but some of the players, they're for wrestling fans. So I agree. I mean, I I don't disagree, but ratings are so. I hate that. I hate that NXT isn't exclusive. But I but I get it. You want to make money. But when NXT was exclusive, it was so like there was nothing. There was nothing on on there was nothing on that was killing the network NXT. Um, but Dom has to keep this title for until they retire it, because that's the next step, obviously, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so gonna... retire
3: the North
0: American title.
2: Who else is gonna win after Dominic Mysterio?
0: Mustafa Ali is in the running. Of course, because he definitely has his, you know, little thing going on. His campaign going on to be the next North American champion, and then of course you do still have Dragon Lee in the midst of that, and any litany of people could challenge for that title. So you know the in, the North American title is still in good hands. So I'm not. But if we're mad about the
2: ratings,
0: mm. I can't do it. off who of ratings. Wrote the
2: titles after Dominic.
3: I, mean, I don't know. Dominic is bringing Rhea out there with him. The crowd fucking loves Rhea Ripley down in Love. NXT.
2: Baby, that's her house.
3: Like, that is, she's definitely uh, the house of NXT. There's no um, way
2: Dom can.
3: Like, what? Father son unification.
1: I'll think
2: about that. W <laughs> comment. W comment. Oh my God.
3: Oh, Mr. one by then. I don't know, well, but I don't
2: think no one, I don't think they've built anyone the name dominic mysterio as much as people joke on him you can't i think but you have
3: wanted dominic to go down to NXT. oh he should go down to nxc me me. man now he's down to NXT. he went down to nxc and won a fucking title and y'all mad because
0: he again a- look how he, cleared he needed up. his I'm girlfriend's crazy. help to do it
3: hey listen at the end of the day he was he's a heel right he has a he has friends and listen, your friends don't pull up for you to help you win, achieve achieve your goals and your dreams. Then you need to drop That's your it. friend in.
2: You think I'm not going to interfere if Santana was trying to win a world title? What? Please. Triple threat match? Oh, girl, One mean? of those opponents belong to me. Single-handedly. <laughs> you think I'm going to let <laughs> Santana <laughs> like, lose? <laughs> Child, single-handedly. I don't even want to hold any. I don't want to hold mean? your piece of shit. Titles I'm here for Santana I think that's fair that, that is super fair But I will say this Dominic may not get the win By himself But he carries those matches by himself He wrestles He,
0: does. he wrestles
2: true. his ass off that's And Rhea can't do uh, Rhea, Well let me not say that Because Rhea can do that But that's not, that's not how I was trying to word it Rhea <laughs> can't wrestle for him I let me say it like that. Rhea can't wrestle for him. That frog splash,
3: he ass out <laughs> right? If
2: she'll he secure a, the end. Th- the frog splash, mm. uh, some people wish mm-hmm. they could. He's he's that man is filthy, and I love every bit of it. I think Dominic Mysterio is one of the most classic pieces. Of WWE right now for our generation because he was a child. We were, most of us were children and he was there mm-hmm. and was looking a like a little, little baby that. Eminem.
3: You yeah. know, i about on. to celebrate what 25 years it's in, in the business. Who generation do, you know do that? At how old is he? What 25? 20? Yeah. Generation. Like what?
2: It's beautiful. So it, I know it
0: is beautiful from a heel perspective. I understand, it is. You, know, you know,
2: y'all are probably the top two baby mm-hmm. faces in the company, and we're definitely the top two heels.
3: Because you know what, people were people were on their on their feet clapping when Roman beat Cody. So
1: people and beat and, be,
3: and be all them other people were all I they out. And a lot of people weren't saying nothing when I the were out there. The Paul would get involved. When all them people got involved in Roman matches. Supporting to keep his title and for these days of his reign to go on. Well, nobody saying nothing. Well, ain't nobody, ain't nobody other no noise. Y'all didn't even have a little pin drop. Is but that
2: when other the,
3: people do it the problem?
2: Is that the, the moment, moment? Would people say that that was the moment? Like Cody losing was that the most? No matter what happens for the rest of the months, is that the most? Like, I don't, I don't even know what to name it. But is that <laughs> that one moment that people are just like? That should not have happened, or is it Finn losing at Summerslam? With to Roman, or no.
3: like for
2: like
0: with no. Seth? No, Finn losing to Seth.
2: Like, yeah. So, is yeah, that, would Finn you? Was. Is it worse that Cody lost, or is it ro- worse that Finn lost? It's that
3: worse lost. that Cody lost. I don't worse than fan loss. <laughs> it's worse than Kobe Kobe
1: you lost. Built up that, like You built up that meaningless story and I'm going to get mad for <laughs> seven years just to not oh, win.
3: Man, what? That was, that was lost bogus twice. That was bogus as fuck. For it was worse than code loss. He loves. lost man. twice. Cody no, losing, okay, losing.
2: Losing. losing low, low key him. didn't have shit on that. Like, losing twice
3: to no. sell. After no. that whole story, whole seven years shit, no. get out of here! Like that man did not deserve <laughs> to lose at all whatsoever. I get it with Crazy he came in to no. do something for his dad and everything. Yeah. nothing compares to. Definitely Finn going
1: crazy right now.
3: Fan lost on multiple occasions. Fan was on a losing fucking streak. He sad. was taking pins, unnecessary pins for no damn reason. Just like he was <laughs> the same way tonight. Like what, <laughs> listen, if Finn had lost
2: tonight, it would have been crazy.
3: I, I would have left women's wrestling. Talk. No, it, I, asked Cody, was, I asked the Cody. I asked the Cody thing because
2: I think for some of us, I
3: would have quit tonight. The
2: Finn thing, and and Stephanie. I'm not even a fan of Finn. Like like I don't. I love his work. Don't get me wrong, but I'm not like a. I'm not gonna buy a shirt type shit. Dude, I'm not gonna lie. Him losing is the worst shit that's happened in the past, like... Dude, like, I'm not even gonna lie. Like, I know people hate Charlotte, but this is, like, the comparison of, like, Sasha losing at Hell in a Cell. Oh,
1: God. Oh.
2: Twice. like
1: Good comparison.
2: Like, their careers are starting to mold. You
3: think I won't quit? Hey.
2: She will. No, like, honestly. And that's, like, and that's me coming from a fan's perspective, because... (laughs) Y'all know how much, like, and a lot of people don't know this, but Charlotte and Sasha's match at Hell in a Cell, in my opinion, is the greatest match of all time. And I will argue, I will argue anyone down. Like, I don't, like, I don't care. Like, in the relevancy, that match is something serious. And Finn and Seth did the same thing. And for Finn to lose is absolutely disgusting,
1: I mean, it's
2: worse for Cody because Cody had came off of a high. If Finn would have, Finn hasn't been in New Japan and other promotions in years. At this moment, he hasn't had that rub. Finn Balor should be, come on, like Finn Balor should be bigger than this. Like we should not even be having this conversation. I know Cody's is a big one,
1: mm-hmm. but.
2: Seth losing, I mean, I mean, Seth winning and defeating Finn, nasty work.
1: Even, oh yeah, we'll talk about
2: it, but yeah. Yeah.
3: Tonight, was even just...
0: Well, clearly, we all have differing feelings about these things, um, <laughs> but we're just gonna move into talking about the main event for Payback, which was, of course, Seth Rollins versus Shinsuke Nakamura for the world title. Now, something—the world heavyweight championship. Now, something that I will say that I did enjoy was the fact that Shinsuke has been popping off with his heel stuff Um, when it comes to this feud, you know, tapping into his, his inner evil where he's speaking sort of like, he's just speaking in just straight Japanese. And I love the crap out of that. I just think it's cool. And then on top of that, like the entrance that he had before the match even got started. Well, first of all, let's talk about Seth Rollins drip. It's undefeated. It's literally undefeated. You can't defeat it. And they did say on commentary that his gear does pay tribute to Bray Wyatt because the little um, accessories within the pants um, actually have fiend symbols on them. Now, oh, wow. I couldn't I couldn't find a good picture of it um, for the sake of it, but they did mention that on commentary and I'm glad that they did um, because clearly this is still something that we're having to cope with and struggle with as a wrestling family. And Seth is going to do whatever he can, you know, to pay tribute to Bray as much as he possibly can. Because, of course, he did pop up on Monday Night Raw with the Fiend side plate in the title as well. So he's going to continue, you know, paying tribute to him in the small and intricate ways that just make sense. And, yes, that coat was fantastic. I liked it a lot. And, yeah, this was just an amazing shot that I just wanted to share of him. Sort of like a double shot. Him in the front and then fading into him on the side. I just... Seth is just so cool. And his drip is just immaculate. I love it. But yeah, like I said, Shinsuke came out with a very creative um entrance because of course he had more of a manga type of thing going on animating himself beating up on Seth Rollins taking advantage of his injured back and just being the champion you know before he came out you know in his gear with his beautiful robe and whatnot and I'm just like y'all the fashion honey the fashion gotta love it gotta love it um and then to make matters I guess cool or worse depending on who you are how you see it the great muda was in the audience watching this match as well which low-key led me to believe something was gonna happen but we're just gonna get into that a little bit later but yeah shout out to him he is a hall of famer as of this year so big ups to him this was sort of the first time i've ever seen him you know look you know outside of his you know mask and face paint but either way you know this is him and he was there to watch that match so here we are Um, this match was really rough and it was hard hitting in the sense that Shinsuke was, of course, playing those mind games with Seth rubbing on his back, just like in this picture, saying, I'm coming for it. Like, it was just really crazy. And they kept beating on each other back and forth. Hitting all kinds of kicks and submissions and all of the above. Like, it was just a lot of great stuff going on in this match. They were even fighting outside, which seemed to be a common theme (laughs) tonight. Everybody was fighting outside of the ring and onto the commentary desk. It was so bad to where freaking Corey had to, like, move out of the way and into the crowd. But I'm just like, he's safe. He's at home, so he'll be all right. So, I mean, yeah, it was just really crazy stuff going on with that. And then, of course, you had on the top rope maneuvers and stuff with Seth reversing a move that Shinsuke was doing from the top rope. And it was just lots of crazy stuff going on. But in the end, Seth Rollins wound up retaining his title. And Shinsuke was kind of just rolling out of the ring and standing there looking like, bro, like, did that really just happen? Yeah, it really just happened. Like, Seth Rollins really beat you with the curb stomp. And I'm pretty sure a lot of people have their feelings about it, but there was a lot of people on Twitter who did feel that Shinsuke should not have lost this match. Kind of like how we were talking about earlier about Finn not losing this, um, his championship match. But yeah, Seth is still the champion, even with his bad back. Um, But I feel more so embarrassed for Shinsuke because you lost in front of the great Muda. Like that was just some pretty crazy stuff. So that brought us to the end of the payback card. And, yes, Joseph's saying this was his first ever main event, which is crazy to think about considering he won the Royal Rumble a few years ago. But that didn't even main event that WrestleMania. So it was just, it's really weird. But he definitely deserves that moment. But he just could not get the upper hand, and he wound up losing to Seth. So, Cedric and the girls, how did you guys feel
2: about this change of events. Muda came to see Shinsuke get his ass whooped. That's what Muda was there for. Mm. So, he didn't give a damn. But I do think that um, this is a wrong decision. And I think that Seth definitely should have, there should have been a world title swap. At least, like either Rhea should have dropped or Seth should have dropped. And that's just my, that's just, that's just where I'm at with it because you, you are not going to be able, especially, I feel like this with Seth, there's going to come a time where he's going to take time off. And if Roman's already being granted time off, and he's champion, and he's going to stay champion. And then Seth, are you, are you guys truly going to relinquish him? Or are you going to let him keep his title? So then we're back to square one. W- well, for I guess for the men's division, if that, if that. Because in my opinion, show me something that Seth and Roman are doing that's in, even in the capacity right now. And I'm not talking about a storyline. I'm talking about wrestling. I'm talking about a, a wrestling. Show me what they're doing that Chad and Gunther are not are, are not doing. Like Chad Gable and Gunther to me, and this is just my opinion. That title right now is the top title. Gunther is holding the top title. I don't care if it's a mid card or not. That's the title. That feud, that thing that's going on on Monday. That's some. That's some pure wrestling and when you if you change the title if you would have given it to shinsuke and i'm not taking anything from seth but i just would like we've seen seth we've seen that shin it would have been nice to be able to see shinsuke get a match with a chad gable for the title or just switch it like switch it up a little bit so i just bad booking that's all. And Seth, I don't agree with your comment that you made about the whole six months the women's division ha- could be better. Yes, it could be better. But you also added that it's not been booked in the way that it should be. That's not true. Because if you're including NXT in that, that's definitely not true. But even if you're not, in the past six months, from Chelsea Green to Sonya Deville to Charlotte, Bianca and Oscar to Zoe and Becky. And I'm not even including Becky and Trish. Like it's been, it's been prevalent. Your wife may not have been booked the way you wanted her to be booked, but don't, don't make it seem like that. It's not being booked better. That. It, Definitely, especially in a year span, especially what we look at now with damage control. So I don't that's that's why I'm going to end it there, because Seth, I'm just I get it. You're doing the interviews and that's cool and everything. But that that comment felt really biased to your wife. And I love Becky, but don't speak for the whole women's division, because the booking has actually been good. Raquel's a three time tag team champion, and that's not even being mentioned but when the women, when the tag team championships, when they get injured, they don't get to work. And they don't get to do whatever they want to do. They have to drop their titles. So be mindful of that, too. There, ha- there may have been some mixed up, mix-ups with booking, but I don't agree that it's not. It, WWE has been doing a, a, a job that they can. I know we've had struggles. One week doesn't mean it's been terrible for six months. That's all I'm saying. Like, the, the 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 way that people can be pessimists, that's the problem. Y'all always looking at what's wrong, what's wrong, what's wrong, what's wrong. Y'all don't never look at what's good. Like, in the past six months, the women's division has been good. Y'all are just always highlighting the bad stuff and saying that we need to change. No, we had a bad week. No, production had a bad week stop always making it seem like we just having a bad time because it's a bad episode or the women went three or four it's come on now like nxt is fucking carrying bad like so i don't know that's all seth i fuck with you but i don't like your little comment
3: they'll never say nothing about the men's division that's what i'm saying y'all suffering bad. <laughs> sometimes y'all be having y'all mix-ups and, and everything like that. But I feel like they do be really, really hard on the women division, like, all the time. Like, whether they do a botch or, you know, somebody, you know, miss, accidentally gets hurt in a match or something like that, you know. Or maybe their matches are not that long that we – they are always something to say about the women. But when men matches end abruptly because somebody decided they want to interfere and it caused a disqualification or somebody botches or somebody hurts somebody – you know, nobody really makes that much noise unless it's somebody that they, uh, court you care about or whatever. But other than that, no. But in regards to this, this match here, um, I do feel like Seth could have lost to Shinsuke. Like, I feel like, and even if this is not like the end of it all with Shinsuke and Seth, because of course, what happened afterwards with him attacking him and everything, I feel like maybe this could. Depending on if Fastlane is going to be considered to be Raw and SmackDown, because this was more so of a Raw show more than a SmackDown, except for the one match with Ray and Theory, but I don't know if Fastlane would be considered to be a SmackDown. Uh, predominantly, but if so, then I feel like they could continue on with their feud because obviously Shinsuke is still mad, he's upset, and he's not obviously done with Self, and uh, Self has a really, really big target on his hand with it being Shinsuke Nakamura, and I feel like with this match here, uh, Shinsuke targeted a lot of Self's back uh, that's been bothering him for four years, and you keep prolonging that that back injury, Self, you're going to be sitting at home like Randy Orton, Okay? For a while, you know what I'm saying? I, I want Rennie to come back too, but you know, whenever he feels like he's ready to come back and give a bunch of RKO's and stumps to the face, then I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. But I do feel like Seth could have lost his match. Honestly, easily. He could have, there have been, he could have lost the fan. He could have, he definitely could have lost tonight. There was no reason why, I don't feel like there's a reason why, uh, Seth could like, should have continued to hold on to this title per se. I don't feel like it should be, but I don't know, child. Maybe they're running back uh, for fast lane, and maybe Shinsuke get his get the title off him. But right now, Seth, you you're, the only difference is you you being exactly like your like the counterpart of man that you keep talking about in your interviews that everybody asks about.
0: Woo! Well, Cedric, how are you feeling about this?
1: Nikki made some very poignant points, so I'm gonna look at this match glass half uh, full. Shinsuke Nakamura is the sole reason I fell in love with NXT years ago. And his constant misuse is so disappointing for a number of reasons. Where he can be your, uh, your first Asian ethnicity champion, he was a Royal Rumble winner, and they just constantly miss the mark with this man. I don't get it. I don't get it. The hill turn at WrestleMania against AJ made no sense, led to nothing. He's had multiple mid-card reigns that have been mostly forgettable. And they waited to the very last minute for this repackaging of Shinsuke. Make you think he would go back to like one of his new Japan characters and you do the comic book lore and they do all that type of stuff. And it feels real for a second. It feels like, hey, we're Shin-. it feels like Triple H is reincarnating the character. And for the most part, Shinsuke got his shit off this whole match. Looked like a threat, looked believable, looked like they finally pulled the trigger. And the ending felt so flat that I jumped off my couch thinking like, wait, no, that's not it. Thinking that, oh, maybe Damian Priest at least going to cash in or something. No, it was just a curb start and we out. You flew that poor old man across the world (laughs) to sit him in the front row, put him on your show, and watch his friend lose. For why? For why? And if you don't know why Muda was there, Shinsuke opened up the year against the Great Muda, and the Great Muda's last uh, in-ring performance, so he was paying homage. But Why do we constantly keep doing it to Nakamura? And I don't get it. Like other characters, we we talked about it with Finn earlier today, and Finn deserves more, but we constantly have these superstars that we believe so much in that we don't magnify to that next level when they're already there. These guys are past their prime, so when are you going to give them the ball? Seth doesn't need to continue to hold this ball. He's elevated that title. It feels relevant again. This is perfect for Shinsuke to win, to feel like he actually belongs here. For the, he hasn't felt like he's belonged here since NXT. Since his debut with the Miz and Maurice years ago, where they did all the pomp and circumstance for him, it's, it's just been treading water ever since. And what are we doing with Shin? If, and, and, and you know what? I'll, I'll compare it to some. When Asuka debuted kind of at the Royal Rumble early this year, she ain't been kind of nothing since. She started changing the face paint. It's supposed to be this dark character that never manifested. We're doing the same thing with Shen, and I just gotta ask why. Why? For Seth, for Seth to keep keeping the title, he attacked him after the bell. That's cool. Is it gonna manifest on raw or like you guys uh, painted the picture earlier? It is gonna be J Time. Are we gonna let the next big star come in here and overcast him again? It'll be J time. It's just not fair. It's not fair.
0: Yeah, it's not fair at all, and I definitely agree with that, because Shinsuke, I can't tell you how disappointed I was you know, after seeing Shinsuke have matches with the likes of Finn Balor and NXT and with us with Sami Zayn, like he had um the weekend WrestleMania was in Texas that year, and seeing matches like that and just wonder why is it that he can't have the same magic that took place there. Like it was really disappointing to see him win the Royal Rumble, make that type of history, you know, for Asian men in WWE, only for them to not, you know, capitalize on it. Like that's very disappointing. So with that in mind. My- Would The last question I'm going to ask Is do you guys think that this World heavyweight title Is A participation trophy For Seth As if to say You know since you can't be The undisputed champion We're going to let you keep this title Just so you can feel important And just continue to keep it While also just sort of railroading everyone else. Is that how you, like, is that a valid feeling to have, or is that just, you know, whatever? I have just thought I'd throw that out there.
3: I think so, because the whole time that Roman has been holding... All the gold or whatever. Seth has constantly always talked about him in interviews. People brought him up saying that oh, Roman's a part-time. He doesn't show up. He doesn't have any proceeds to this title. And you know, it's just like it's it's a running circus. If anybody who steps in the ring with Roman, you get you may think you might win, but at the end of the day, you're not. Point blank period. And I think they got tired of self complaining and and just just rambling every week about, you know, there's I mean, there's only one title. Obviously, Roman's not going to show up on Monday Night Raw unless it's beneficial to him. And so what we need, we need something else there so that we can also have our main roster on, on Monday Night Raw have something to do, have something to, you know, try to achieve and live for. So, Seth, I, I still don't even think Seth should have won his title first in the first place. I think it could have went to AJ Styles. Easily. You know what I'm mean? saying? I feel like it should I should have went to AJ Styles because Seth, you've already had your opportunities. That's you know true. what I'm saying? You've you've had your opportunities multiple times. There are a plethora of superstars who are still waiting to get their moment. You've had yours. And so they've given you this so they can shut your mouth. But yet, you're still complaining. You're still whining about something. And I just feel like within the opponents that he's had thus far, Steph, there's no way that Steph needs a uh, 200, 500 day reign as champion at all whatsoever. He doesn't need that because Seth is, is who he is already. He's built himself. He's he's changed so many different characters of Seth Rollins. We didn't, we've been in so many different eras of Seth Rollins that he doesn't even need a championship to feel relevant. He does not because people are going to love Seth Rollins for who he is either way. He's a damn good wrestler, a damn good talker. There is no championship can make him feel even more relevant at all whatsoever. He has literally everything. But it just seems as if like with, with him holding this title, he's going to end up, like I said, becoming somebody that he constantly keeps talking about. Mm. If it, if it's keeps going down that same road where he keeps getting these amazing opponents that he's facing in the ring with, they can give him what he needs or match his uh his in-ring ability and he keeps beating them. We're, we're right back in the same damn mode we're, we're in on Friday Night Smackdown with Roman. Except Seth shows up the fucking work. That's the only difference.
2: I okay, I'm gonna play devil's advocate because the question was, is it a participation for Seth? Right? No, I don't I don't think that. I think that this still gives opportunity to the men's division. Because I think it gives it sucks, but I still think it gives opportunity for the Finn Balor's, the Cody Rhodes, but also the Chad Gables. Um, I think right now we might be in a dead end in a sense as fans. We want to see other people. But I think from a from a producer standpoint, I think the longevity of Seth is to build the prestige of the title so yes we may be complaining now but it's only been a couple i mean it had it has been a couple months right so when he does finally win it i mean lose it and he's had a less let's say a four to six or more rain then whoever beats him just demolished such a significant rain so no i don't think it's a participation title from a longevity standpoint but it can feel... It feels like we're in a dead end with a with a champion. It's not like he's going out here like Rhea and actually like injuring his competition. Because Seth has competition. I don't think Rhea has competition. That's just my opinion. I think the competition is who she faced tonight. Um, it, is that to knock everyone... Is that to knock other people on the roster? No. I just don't think that You're going up against Rhea Ripley. I'm not going to believe that shit. I love Shayna Baszler to death. But Shayna Baszler versus Rhea Ripley, I'm still thinking Rhea. Because I'm going to go back to December 2019 when Rhea hit that riptide on Shayna and became the NXT Women's Championship. She defeated such a heavy rain, And I think if someone can do this with Seth, it works. But no, not, not participating. I don't know. I really feel bad because I love Seth. I do. I love Seth wholeheartedly. Um, my my counter question would be is Shinsuke in the wrong company? Ooh. That's my counter. Because pro wrestling Noah is where I think he should be. I think that a lot of these, I think there's a lot of people in WWE that shouldn't be there. Um, Shinsuke being one of them. Finn being one of them. Ricochet being another one. I think they're all being held back. I think that they could leave and they could make other companies the number two, the number three. Um, I think they're in the wrong company. I've always I've always stood by that. I don't think WWE um no company can establish every worker. That's not that's not realistic. You cannot supply and demand every talent. On the same level that's it and and i'm not saying it's done purposely or not purposely but those guys are in the wrong company aj styles is not in the wrong company but he should be in impact wrestling and i just think shinsuke is not a wwe fit and i don't i don't think they think that and i think if they did they would they he would be a world champion and I'm not giving up on that because I love Shinsuke. I think he's he's an art. He's more than, that man is more than wrestling. That man is an uh, entity, as I like to say. But I think he's in the wrong company. Finn needs to go to New Japan Pro Wrestling. He needs to go to Pro Wrestling Noah. AJ needs to go to damn Impact. People need to get the hell out of there. Because y'all been here five, ten years. Look what happened with Sasha. Why the hell Sasha ain't ever won no damn Royal Rumble, no money in the bank? That don't make no sense. Leave, like you got. You gotta. Sometimes you gotta biz out. Like, what do you ever just sometimes just ask yourself, like, this person is that good? How many times fan done want, done lost in the past couple of weeks? Come on now, like on the main event,
1: mm-hmm.
2: getting to eating the pen. Come on now, booking. Like, I pay attention. You can tell through booking how much they care about people. There was no reason, and this is people are probably gonna hate me for saying this. There was no reason in hell that Trinity and Sasha, that should have been that match. There was no reason for them to be a team, in my opinion. Sasha should have been beating Charlotte. Sasha should have been tapping Charlotte Flair at WrestleMania to hold her damn title. She should have had her moment, Trinity. Well, at the time, Naomi, Naomi should have been giving something else as well. Naomi should have been featured in a match with Bianca Belair. But here we are, y'all. Do stuff. They had and and I don't know the backstory, but if that was their idea, that was their idea because they had to come up with something. Creative, like, of course, you want to have your own creative mind, but when you're sitting in creative with somebody, they should be helping you figure out what's going on. Not you're having look at look at how much shit Chelsea has had to do and give. Like, come on now, like, you can't sit here and at like. Shinsuke and Finn and Ricochet shouldn't be holding. Like, and I mean world. These are world, these are superstars, like wrong company.
3: Water down their their they also water down their movesets, yeah, too, though. That also plays a big part because you've seen them outside of Dodie before they even got there. Some of their movesets, they've either had to cut some of those things out or whatever, because it doesn't, I guess, fit more up under what the WWE brand is. It's all about suplexes, neck breakers, you know, knees to the face type shit, you know, elbow drops and all that yeah. stuff, Their leg drops, you know, shit like Spears, shit like that, you know what I'm saying? Not, not Ricochet doing I don't know, whatever the fuck he does in the air and shit that I can never think of, but like hell no, like no, I, I think that though these water downs, a lot of a lot of the wrestlers who come from those different promotions over to their company, what are their movesets down Um, I do realize they kept Bianca and Naomi on two different brands because they need at least one black woman on one brand. Point blank period. Simple as that. You can't you Naomi. need you need separation between the black women. So you gotta have one on one brand and one on this brand, just so that you can say you got some diversity going on.
2: That's true. Naomi should have beat Charlotte.
3: Naomi could have beaten Charlotte in that match easily.
2: Easily.
3: There is no way that she, like that match was too good for her to, to lose.
2: You know who is a world champion? Jinder Mahal.
3: Okay. You can <laughs> you know get that shit where it is. Because people manage to forget <sighs> that just like he's always forgettable until they need him for when they go over to India. So point blank period.
0: Well, <laughs> wow. Oh man. Wow. So Sandra, did you, did you give your reason as as to whether you think it's a participation trophy or not before we wrap up?
1: You know what participation trophy is is harsh, but I can see why you would say that. Um I do feel like the title is was created it created to not only give the other people in the division a chance, but it feels like it's only here to prop up Seth to make him a viable challenger for Roman and Philly. At least that's what it feels like to me right now. He's going through the gauntlet of being the workhorse, taking on viable challengers, and kind of keeping them a step below. And it's making Seth look like he's up here. And I and I'm not really I, I'm a pessimist when it comes to the visionary. I'm not here for the visionary uh, Seth Rollins. I was more of a fan of the Monday Night Messiah. I thought that was a way better character to have more layers that they could have utilized.
3: Okay, Robert, but, I
1: I feel like with this, it's just like making Seth viable on this brand. You got Roman over here, so they can collide um, for Philly. So until I see them not hot potato the the title, but give guys a legit chance at being champion, it just it is kind of a placeholder belt.
0: Well, yes, we've shared a lot of thoughts and lots of great opinions on tonight. And yes, we have reached the end of our time on the Payback After Show. Thank you guys so much watching on all of our platforms on Twitch, Facebook, and YouTube. Wherever you're watching, thank you for sticking it out with us and just talking about everything that has taken place within the Payback bubble. Now, of course, the next time we come back for a pay-per-view, it'll be tomorrow um, <laughs> because it'll be all out tomorrow and then of course you know we have other stuff on the you know horizon but thank you guys so much for watching with us so starting with Cedric tell everybody where they can find and follow you and what you've got going on
1: uh, you can find me at Twitter on Twitter said says uh, just like it says right there uh, find me on Instagram set is the answer check out my article on daily DDT talking about three NXT women you should keep an eye on there's an article on WWT that popped up earlier today. Looking at Seth Rollins' comments about the women's division, uh, you can see me here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on WWT Live. That's why I'm the EST and the unofficial third soft shaker. Also, I will say justice for Petsy Field. Um, All right.
2: Santana, you want to go first or you want me to go first?
0: Um, Ladies, do, thank you guys so much for coming.
2: <laughs> oh, no, I do. Uh, no problem. You know we love this. I do Santana's, by the way, so I'll just do Santana's. You can Google Dreon Santana if you don't know how to spell it, please. She's interviewed a plethora of people outside of wrestling, including Tyrese. Okay? I just want to, I just like to highlight that because that's one of my favorites. As far as the Salt Shakers, because we are a whole, we will be here Monday night, Raw, to give even more thoughts on what we saw on Payback. We also, tomorrow night, will have a special guest on Turnbuckle Glam. So make sure you check that out. Following this show, the Salt Shakers will be holding it down for gaming night late. But, baby, we finna have a good old time. We are playing Fortnite. Bianca, Becky, it's time to get this win. Because we have not gotten our win. On Thursday night, we will be doing predictions for... Um, Victory Road because that will be Happening on Friday night and then following Smackdown show with Steph and Santana myself and Santana Will be back here to do The post show for Victory Road a lot of good things going On we have some articles make sure you Check those out if you're not Tune into the website make sure you Follow the website at www.talkpod.com Santana has done such a phenomenal Job at um, in these Two years Truly being the real EST, but the EIC, Editor-in-Chief of Women's Wrestling Talk and doing her (laughs) revamping. And truly setting a foundation that many wish that they had on their own platforms. Oh, speaking of WWT Live, you can catch me there. I now reside there on Mondays because I'm exclusive. I don't do every day. Other than that, that's
1: it for the Salt Shakers. Should, thank you, Cedric, for that as well. That Nikki comes exclusively on Mondays.
2: No, I'm exclusively on Mondays because that's the Nikki schedule. You don't make your own schedule, I do. I pop in when I want to.
1: If I want to do Wednesday,
2: I'll be there, but I, I choose not to. Because you do, you do a great job when they put you. Um, one thing that I really love is when they put you in the centerfold of hosting, um, because the CEO's not there to do so, they put you in second hand to do so, and I love the show on Wednesday. I'm always tuned in. So keep keep up the great work. We love to see it Mondays. Um, you know, we let the CEO come in and do her thing. So.
1: <laughs> well,
0: yes, I think I am really happy that we were all together To talk about this, but of course If you want to follow me, you can follow Me on Instagram, threads, and Twitter Slash X at Queen Steph Hardy Listen to my show, The Hardy Wrestling Podcast, everywhere you get your podcasts. I actually have a new episode out Called Revel in What You Are So please listen to that if you haven't already Done that, or watch it on the YouTube Channel if you haven't watched it already And of course, you know, check all of my Articles on Women's Wrestling Talks on website as well and of course you know be on the lookout for any other bookings that i might have in terms of commentary work and of course if you want to send nice messages or money because my birthday is this weekend feel feel free to do so i'll accept it because i'll be turning 30 and it is stephanie appreciation month so yes do that because i am the virgoat okay so please you know any nice thing you have give it to me and I'll appreciate it. But of course, this has been Women's Wrestling Talk on the um, Payback After Show, the number one Women's Wrestling Show on the planet. So, on behalf of all of us, thank you guys so much for watching and continue to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at WWTalkPod, and of course, check out our website at WWTalkPod.com. And of course, you know, just check out all of the content that we have. So, from all of us here at Women's Wrestling Talk, thank you so much for being here. And until next time, bye, y'all. Ciao. Women's
2: Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling
0: show on the planet.